Welcome to The Way Home with Laura Smith, the show that brings you wonderful guests, helpful advice, and uplifting stories. The Way Home, live inspired. Here's your host, Laura Smith. There was a governor's race uh, very near where I live in the Midwest. We live in an area called Michiana. Uh, So I'm in Indiana, but Michigan is four miles away. So the area is called Michiana. And uh, for the governor, Gretchen Whitmer was running against a new person who had never, ever been in politics before, was actually a very interesting, just a a lady, a mother of four girls, uh, a wife, and someone who'd worked in her family business for years, which was a steel foundry. And she decided that she wanted to uh, run on the conservative Republican side because so many things happened during COVID with the state of Michigan. They were really, truly one of the um, last states to open up and really let their people be free and very strange things that were going on during that time. So Tudor Dixon, the young woman who decided to put her hat into the ring, um, only lost by, I believe, 10 percent, and which is pretty amazing for someone who has never even run anything before in terms of uh, politics. So we're going to talk with Tudor today. She's a, a great person who has her own podcast. Uh, she's a commentator on Fox News and just an all around wonderful, authentically down to earth person. So we're going to hear from that. We're also going to talk about uh, our, the trip that Casey Hendrickson and I are taking next year that you can also come along with UK Landscapes with Colette. These are the people who do the trips for uh, the Wheel of Fortune. And so they've been everywhere for over a 100 years. They've been taking people on unforgettable trips of a lifetime. We'll be talking with them. And also it's Liver Cancer Awareness Month and some important information you're going to want to hear about that. And of course, always good news at the end with our very own guru of good news, Jim Cleefield. And it's all brought to you by the wonderful people and product of Balance of Nature, fruits and veggies in a capsule. And Dr. Douglas Howard, who founded it, I just love to hear him speak, whether it's on television or on the radio, about how color, taste and smell make your body well. And he explains what all of that means. But when you get the right fruits and vegetables into your system on a daily basis, things that have um, the nutrients of, of deep greens, right? Not not lettuce, not iceberg lettuce, but like kale and spinach, broccoli, all those types of vegetables that really carry an impact, a wow impact of nutrition for your body. And he also talks about taste and smell because they're just food inside these capsules. It's not like a vitamin pill that you take and it tastes like metal and you think, what is this? And it's supposed to be good for you. No, nothing but food goes into the capsules at Balance of Nature, fruits and veggies in a capsule. So by all means, start on your journey to better health and feel good and have the energy that you thought maybe you'd never have back again uh, by taking it. What you do, though, is you put my name into the promo code when you go to balanceofnature.com, and that's going to give you 35% off your first order, and you'll always have free shipping. Again, it's balanceofnature.com, and put Laura into the promo code. When we come back, Tudor Dixon from the state of Michigan. It's all on the way home. Don't go away. Welcome back. You're listening to The Way Home with Laura Smith. Here's Laura. 
About two months ago, I think it was, uh, the great and funny Jimmy Fela, that you probably know from our station here, 953MNC.com and Fox News. He's got shows all over the place, uh, constantly making appearances and making people laugh. He is a non-stop joke machine. I've never met anybody as funny as him. So when I saw him over the summer at the radio convention at Talkers, um, I he said he was coming to Holland, Michigan, near me. And I said, well, my goodness. I said, that is, uh, that's an easy drive. I said, I'd love to see the show. He said, great, come. And then he just threw in, you might meet someone special there. I said, okay, great. Looking forward to it. So sure enough, I go and he gets me into the backstage with um, about eight other lucky people. And I'm sitting there for a while, and I'm looking over, and I'm thinking, that's a nice family over there. Uh, lady, two ladies, and and um, what appeared to be their, uh, one of them, uh, their mom. And so, lo and behold, I go, oh, my goodness, that's Tudor Dixon. And I, Jimmy said she might be coming tonight. So, long story short, I went and made my way over and got a chance to talk to you, Tudor. And it was really a great evening, first of all, um, going to see the show with Jimmy. But meeting you and your mom and Sarah and everybody was just it was great. So thank you so much for joining us today. That was probably the longest introduction you've ever had. That was the nicest introduction I've ever had. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And I, I second what you say about Jimmy. Someone last week said to me, He's truly a genius, genius, and I think that that is actually correct. When it comes I, I to agree. comedy, he's so quick. I agree. I've never, you know, he would, you would say something, you could say something like, I did the laundry, and boom, out comes the funniest joke you've ever heard about laundry. I'm like, <laughs> he didn't know I was going to say that. He's, you're right, comic genius. But you, my dear, are a, a genius in another way. You almost uh, beat Gretchen Whitmer in the state of Michigan for governor. Uh, last year, and it was so close. And I think many of us thought we were going to see a change of guard there. And Tudor Dixon, this new fresh face in uh, Republican politics, was going to be able to take over. And uh, it, w- it was close. And, you know, to many of us here in Michiana, to our, uh, you know, dismay, we really wanted to see you in there. We thought you were going to do great things for the, the state of Michigan. Uh, so, yes, you're a gubernatorial candidate uh, who came very, very close to winning in your state. You're also... A commentator, you're on a lot of talk shows, uh, like Jimmy is as well, and you have your own podcast, Now Live, the Tudor Dixon, Dixon podcast, and so you're, and not to mention a, a mother of four. How do you do it? <laughs> well, you know, it's one of those things where you don't really have a choice, so you just do it, but it is definitely hectic. It is so, the, the biggest blessing in my life is my four girls and getting to spend time with them and campaigning was certainly a challenge getting everything in, but we did get across the entire state. They did a lot of campaigning with me. We have an incredible state here in Michigan. We are sending a lot of people your way to Indiana these days because there's a problem with jobs here and energy costs and everything else and we were hoping to solve some of that but so far we're still sending some people to indiana but hopefully in the future we can make some changes here in the state of michigan well we welcome them michigan is such a beautiful state truly and you know here where we work in in mishawaka we're literally miles just a few short miles from the border there so they're our neighbors and and we so appreciate them but yes there was a lot that even us here on this side wanted to see for michigan because it it is facing issues based on i think what is years and years 
members of, of the same type of politics and not to mention building, you know, factories uh, that are against the will of the Michiganders, you know, uh, that come from foreign countries and things like that. There's just a lot going on. Plus, you, of course, you've got Detroit and you've got the, the the car industry and that's being affected by this administration, you know, what you can build and not build. And it just seems like it's a lot. And for you to come in, it, you know, this this sort of new energy and new face, um, you were really promising to do a lot of things that I think you would have been able to to make some progress with. But what are your prospects are for possibly taking another run at it? Or are you not going to uh, divulge that yet? No, I mean, I'm definitely looking at that. We're looking at what we do as Republicans in politics in general to win elections and to write our own narrative rather than having the Democrats write a narrative about us that sticks. And I think that really is key for Republicans to look at right now. How do we make sure that we are getting our message out? Because you mentioned some critical things. I come from a manufacturing background, and that's why the state of Michigan, I I think, has so much value is because I see the hard workers. I see what our legacy industry is. And I used to work in the automotive industry and met people across the state of Michigan who supply to the automotive industry. And right now, that industry is in chaos. They're, in, they're striking. All three big automakers have strikes against them right now. And that means that our tier one, tier two, tier three suppliers are really struggling because they're shut down. When the, when the big three shut down, we have companies across the state shut down. Those are not union workers that are going to get paid throughout the strike. Those are folks that are going to get laid off right before Christmas, right before the holidays start. And this is a real struggle in the state of Michigan. But why is this happening right now? You've got these automakers who, yes, for 18 months made record or near record profits, but they also are being told that you have to change your entire industry over. And so that's going to, of course, make them hesitate when it, when it comes to sharing profits or recognizing whether or not these profits will be ongoing. Because when you have manufacturing profits, you just don't know what the next day will bring. But you, you know more when you know what your industry actually is. But you've got a Gretchen Whitmer out here who's saying, we're going to the Michigan Climate Plan. We're going to force EVs. There's not going to be gas-powered vehicles. We've already seen that decision made in California. And so for, from my perspective, as I watch what's happening in the state, that answer is kind of twofold. It, it depends on how we, as a party, decide we're going to actually reach out to people and define our candidates instead of being defined. But also, what happens in the state? Can we get these energy costs down? Can we bring more businesses here? Are we able to get our businesses and our workers to work together well? If that can all happen, then you know we'll, we'll look into 26 and what that means. I see. Absolutely. There's a lot of that. And then, of course, there was the way uh, the COVID-19 pandemic was handled um, in Michigan because of Gretchen Whitmer's policies. That was that was not popular at all with Michiganders at all. I mean, there was just the restrictions that were imposed on Michiganders. It was it it was kind of mind blowing. It it was something out of, you know, 1984 or whatever, a novel. And um you know, so there's there's so many different layers and levels to it that I think uh, your fresh perspective just would have been so welcome. But Tudor Dixon, and in the meantime, you know, if and when that ever happens again, you're keeping very busy with uh, 
tours and schedules. We're having you uh, here at our event, our biggest event of the year, which is called Noise. And people are really excited about getting to see you up close and personal and hear your views and just wonderful uh, conservative uh, perspective on things. But also just I what I loved, I meeting your mom. I mean, what a great lady. You are one of the most down-to-earth families, um, and I think that is so refreshing as well. You know, a lot of people see politicians as so so detached from just us regular folk kind of thing. You you have none of that going on. You are just as real, approachable, and down-to-earth as can be, and it obviously the apple doesn't fall far, far from the tree with your mama. Well, I think a lot of folks who have started to get into politics are coming at it from just the, you know, the average person who says, Maybe it's my time to serve. And that was really what happened to me. I mean, you talked about COVID with Gretchen Whitmer. I think the scariest thing about what was exposed during COVID, I mean, yes, we were locked down. Yes, our kids were left out of school. Yes, they were left behind. But beyond that, it was the secrecy that we really saw with Gretchen Whitmer. She was closing things down. She wasn't giving us any reasons why. She ended up getting rid of the health and human services director. She signed a secrecy agreement with him, ended up giving him over $100,000 worth of taxpayer money to leave and stay quiet. All of these things that started to come out, this information that leaked out that Benton Harbor suddenly had a worse lead situation than Flint, and she hid that for two years and went to the extent of using Greek letters in her communications about Flint so that they could never even be FOIA'd. I mean, this is a, the, the, what we saw exposed in 2020 and over the past few years of her administration is that this woman is willing to do anything to lie to the public and make sure that her agenda is passed through without us even knowing what it is. So the real, the real question for us as people who decide to step into public life, those, those regular folks, like you said, who decide to step into public life is watch what the, the head of the snake is doing. Because if the head of the snake is willing to lie to the people and hide it and go to the extent of having a, a fake language so that you don't even know what they're doing. This is something she's passing down to these new young Democrats that are joining the ranks. Hey, we lie to the people. We make secrecy agreements. I mean, she's done this with Goshen, with the Chinese battery factory that's come in, signed a secrecy agreement with them. She signed secrecy agreements with the the automakers, and then she goes out on the picket line. I mean, this is someone who there's no one more two-faced than Gretchen Whitmer in the entire country, but she's incredibly dangerous. That's what we learned in 2020. I I couldn't agree more. It was dystopian to watch and heartbreaking as well, as I remember that people weren't even allowed to take their pontoon boats out and fish alone. I mean, not. and then she was <laughs> she was seen flying to Florida after she told her entire state don't go to Florida. She went. It, it, it's just really it, it boggles the mind. But there are that's just one or two or three of the many things I think that just were so you know like life changing and 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 important for people to really take a look at. Tudor, when you were traveling across the state, you know what were the people saying for the most part? Because a lot of times, do do politicians kind of speak to their own? Choir, or do did you get a chance to meet people on on both sides of of the political divide? What I think people need to understand about Michigan is that we have many many cities that have fallen apart. That especially through COVID, we have some cities that lost their entire 
down all of the restaurants downtown because she had restaurants closed longer than any other states. We had about nine months of restaurant closures in the state of Michigan. So restaurants you see in when you go into a small town, that's really your community. That's your gathering place. That's where you see your neighbors and your friends and you meet up for a me- an evening meal or whatnot. And, and so we lost communities across the state during COVID, but we've been losing them for decades because Michigan has been in decline for a long time, but Gretchen Whitmer really sped up the decline. And so we've seen population loss and it's been extreme. So if you, you know, folks from other states, they see traffic, they see bustling cities, they see headquarters of businesses coming to towns nearby. That's not happening in Michigan. So when I traveled across the state, the main thing that I heard was, please bring our community back. And when I say that, I mean people actually in tears, grabbing my arms, grabbing my hands and begging me to please restore community. Please bring it back. We have, we've gone into a crumbling despair where we've had drugs come in and businesses move out. This is what is happening across the state of Michigan. It's been devastating and there has not been any focus on getting that back. So not only do we suffer from drug addiction and mental health issues, but we also have some of the most dangerous cities in the country. So as you see things like the MSU shooting, when you peel back the layers of that onion, you would see that Lansing is one of the top most dangerous, most violent cities in the country. Lansing, where we have Michigan State University, and people go, oh my goodness, how did this happen on the campus? It's because these rogue prosecutors are not prosecuting crime, and people feel unsafe, and they feel like they have no gathering places left. It really is a sense of no community. That's really incredible. And you bring that, and plus just being a mom, a wife, having these children, having your family and everything, that... You know, you have a lot you're fighting for, but I think you represent probably the majority of most people in the beautiful state of Michigan. Um, In the meantime, as you have uh, started doing some other things just to really, which has been great for the whole country to get to know who you are, uh, being on Fox and with Jimmy Fallon and everything, he tells me you have a great sense of humor. And I said, you know what? I saw that. <laughs> he, um, you know, it's always fun to be on with Jimmy. And um, I do like to joke around that can get you into trouble when you're a politician, to be quite honest. But it, it I mean, that's just sort of my personality. So I'm always kind of joking around. So Jimmy and I get along incredibly well. He says when he has me on his radio program, I allow him to take his jokes a little further. He's like, it's it's different when you have a woman who lets you joke around. Then you can take your jokes a little bit further. So um, we have a fun time together because I, I don't think you should ever take life too seriously. We have too many people taking things too seriously. And that has made Michigan or, or the United States in general, it can be kind of a a boring place if you don't let yourself laugh occasionally. Exactly. And you definitely do. And we hear you a lot on our station because you're on Jimmy's show and we run his show on Sunday nights here. And so you really, our audience um, really appreciates you, Tudor Dixon. And we cannot wait to see you uh, when uh, you come for noise. And we thank you so much for all of you do for, you know, Michiana is really, even though it's two different states, um, it, it really is one family. And so I, I think you're going to find that uh, the Hoosiers are very much behind you in many, many ways. Thank you for all you do. And by all means, I want to let everybody know that Tudor Dixon has a great podcast. She drops it 
three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. She always has great guests on. It's called Now Live, the Tudor Dixon podcast. You can see her on Fox all over on many different shows. And uh, you truly are a fresh and really hopeful voice, I think, for this country and the direction we're going to go in. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. I appreciate it. TudorDixon.com is her website. This is The Way Home. We'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to The Way Home with Laura Smith. Here's Laura. Pinch me if you can, because one of my all-time dreams is coming true. Since I started in the radio business 27 years ago, I had always hoped and prayed that I would get an opportunity to go with my listeners on a trip to anywhere, literally anywhere. I just wanted to travel. And it's been something that I literally has been on my wish list since the day I started in radio. Flash forward now, go almost three decades, and my dream is coming true. And it all happened because I happened to be at a radio convention where I saw this table with uh, two very nice Uh, warm and inviting gentleman who said they were with a company called Colette, which sounded very familiar to me. And I said, well, why is that? And lo and behold, they told me, well, you've probably seen us on the Wheel of Fortune. We're the company that does all those incredible trips around the world and have done for so many years. I think it's almost 100. Jim Edwards, Vice President of Global Business Development of Colette. Thank you so much for joining us today. Laura, thank you so much for having me. We're excited to show the world to some of your listeners, and uh, it'll be a a few chosen, um, uh, so don't miss out. We can only take about 32 people, and we'll tell you more here in just a minute. So, yes, exactly. Now, when I met you at the the radio convention, um, I thought, well, you know, I'll just say hello or whatever, not thinking that there's any way that we could make this a reality for the companies that I work for in Michiana, 95.3 MNC and the all-new MNC Nation, but also in uh, Greenwich, Connecticut, where my show also airs. Jim Edwards, you've told me that this uh, opportunity is available for up to 32 people. It could be in either one of those listening markets. Um, they can fly from whichever airport that you you know have a hub from, and they can go from there. So uh, tell us about the trip that we're going to take, because I couldn't be more excited. It's called UK Landscapes. It is the beautiful, honestly, the, the beautiful part of uh, the British landscapes. And uh, we're going to be seeing Scotland, um, England, as well as Wales. And it's just a vibrant energy that you'll find in England. We'll hear the unique sounds of Scotland, maybe a bagpipe or two. We'll see the rolling countryside of Wales. It really combines dramatic history and an array of fascinating landscapes. Um, Folks are going to love it. It's 10 days. Uh, It is air-inclusive with tax. We're going to cover the, uh, most of the meals, typically breakfast daily, and probably about 60% of your, your dinners are included, um, as well as more of a personal concierge, somewhat like, uh, that's a guide that's going to walk you through and be with you from the time you clear customs to the time we put you back on the plane to come home. 
And to your point, Laura, we can fly uh, your listeners from more than 90 airport gateways across the country. So I think we're going to have a, a big group coming out of Chicago. Uh, but if you're in Boston or New York or Dallas, no worries. We can get you there as well. And you just meet everybody in Edinburgh. And that's oh, where we start. That's where we start is Edinburgh. And I really, I want, I've been dreaming of going to see the castles there. And I just, I don't know. I think I have, I'm, I have, I'm like an eighth Scottish or something. So that qualifies me for being very excited to fit right in there. I'm, I can just sort of see the beautiful landscapes as, as we talk. And, and so we're going to have a concierge, as you said, someone who will go with us on the tours, right? Because once we're there, um, we're going to go to to various uh, historic sites, and 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 we'll have a guide somewhat. We're not just going to be left on our own, correct? Correct. Yeah, this is a package that uh, we've been doing for for decades. The company, by the way, we're coming up on 106 years in business, so uh, we've been doing this a time or two. But it's a package: uh, two nights in Edinburgh, one night in York, two nights in Chester a night in Stratford-upon-Avon, and then we finish up with two nights in London. So you'll have a guide with you from the start to the finish, taking care of all the details. Honestly, Laura, you and your listeners just need to show up. <laughs> have breakfast, uh, typically um, 6 to 8 o'clock, breakfast is available, and we're either going out with some touring, um, getting on a motor coach, deluxe motor coach, or doing a walking tour. And the great thing about, uh, about Edinburgh is it's a very easy, walkable city. Our hotel is city center. Uh, we're going to list all of our hotels so your folks can find the website. That uh, Actually, they'll go to your website, click on the information there, and it'll take them right to the trip webpage that will show the day-by-day itinerary and all the hotels are listed. But the Royal Mile connects the city center of Edinburgh up to the Edinburgh Castle, which is majestic, setting on a hill, that's where the crown jewels are located. The armory is there. All the history of, of that great castle. And uh, it's going to be, be magnificent. But every step of the way, the guide is with you, uh, giving you content, history. We'll even have a couple historians that are going to join us. And believe it or not, even in Oxford, your folks will have a chance to either go to one of the museums there, of that, that great uh, academic city, or they'll have a historian that's going to walk them over to one of the colleges that was uh, in the Harry Potter movies. So if you've got any Harry Potter fans, uh, they can choose that as well. Oh, my goodness. I absolutely love that. And I know that there's even some nights where you can sort of kind of do what you want to for a few hours and just go in the neighborhood and check out some of the scenes yourself. And, you know, there's some flexibility to that. But then there's also someone to guide you every step of the way so that you know where you're going. And all of that is paid for, including like many of the meals, um, you said, within the, the price package. I'm assuming that the hotels are are lovely. They are fantastic. Uh, we choose the hotels for the location. Uh, we want them to be city center and also the ambiance. So we'll have some... Um, some that you may recognize, some brands that you may recognize, some that you won't that are more boutique, uh, but four-star or better hotels, four-star or better. And, uh, again, that guide is with you from start to finish uh, along the way. And as you mentioned, Laura, there's free time. Usually lunches are not included. That's a time where we do some sightseeing and 
exploring in the morning that's included. We stop for lunch. People have an hour, hour and a half to kind of do their own thing, go down an alleyway, maybe in New York. In York, You walk the cobblestone streets known as the shambles and maybe find some shopping, maybe find uh, a, uh, a pub. Mm. You can have uh, a quick lunch. Pubs are great place, by the way, in all of the U.K., and uh, they're great for food, great for meeting the people, because that's, that's where the locals really go to, to interact. But um, free time for dinners as well. But our guide is always with you, so they'll give you direction. You're never going to feel like you're alone, and uh, that's a great thing about it. Leave the details to us, including all the hotels, the meals, the sightseeing, and even the flights will take care of everything. I love this. And and like you said, you've been doing it for over 100 years. This is a company that has learned over the many, many decades, over the century, about what it means to make a trip absolutely unforgettable. I think that we have chosen a time to go, Jim, that is going to be really great for people. It's going to give them enough time to prepare, and it's also a wonderful time of the summer. It's the end of August, August 25th, and going into the first week of September. All in all, is it about a 10-day trip? Exactly, Laura. August 25th to September 3rd, 10 days total. And um, Colette is not only, uh, we've got the history and the experience, but we're also a company that you can trust in good times and bad. You know, we're coming off of a three-year period of the pandemic, and I just want your listeners to know how we handled things. With Colette, um, if you wanted your money back, we gave a 100% money back refund, full money back, including airfare and everything. Um, if you didn't want a travel voucher or future travel credit, people got their money back. We gave back $185 million in full money back. That's how we handled things. Um, but again, a family-owned American company uh, that's been doing this for a long time. So experience as well as a company you can trust. I, I absolutely love that. And I think of Pat Sajak and, and Vanna White with the, with the Wheel of Fortune and how, you know, so many millions and millions of Americans, they look to them as as people who would only have the best of the best running their trips. And, and Colette, all these years I've been seeing you on that show, and I've always said to myself, this looks like I wish I could go on one of those. And here it is. The time has come, and it's all dream come true stuff. I believe there is an extension part of the trip that is available to anyone who wants to join Casey Hendrickson um, from 95.3 MNC and myself and me. Um, We're going to do a three-day extension to Paris, and that is also available to anyone who wants to continue on for another three days, correct? That's correct. And actually, uh, if you wanted to spend more time in Edinburgh, maybe go a couple days early, Uh, maybe you want to spend a couple days uh, in London as well, Um, there's many options. We can make it flexible for you as well and uh, take care of things. Yes. And you you just, as again, you are the full-on experts on all of this. So we are, I feel like we're in the best hands, yet we're going to get a truly a trip to remember for a lifetime. We want people to know only 32 spots available. So get in on it. You'll be traveling with, I promise you this, our listeners to our stations are 
absolutely the most wonderful people will be family before we know it by the end of it. And we're just going to have memories to be made together that will never be forgotten. So I'm so grateful for this opportunity. And Jim Edwards, again, people just need to go to our website, correct, to, to be linked to the information. Also, they can go to Colette's website, right? Actually, uh, if you go to our website, you're going to be lost because there's 170 (laughs) itineraries on all seven continents. So I would say uh, best to go to your website or call 1-800-581-8942, and uh, we'll have a reservation agent that will talk through the itinerary with you, answer your questions, or you can see the itinerary for yourself if you just go to 95.3 website. Which it, uh, Yes, and I'll it, give that out because it's easy, 953mnc.com, 953mnc.com, and everything will be posted there for the UK Landscapes Trip of a Lifetime next August 25th, and it's going to be a 10 days to remember, and we thank you so much. I'm so grateful that you lured me over to your table that day at the radio convention and that truly not only my dreams, but many people's dreams will be coming true with this extraordinary trip. Thank you so much, Jim Edwards, Vice President of Global Business Development for Colette. Let us show you the world. It's going to be an amazing time. Thank you so much for joining us today, Jim. Thank you so much, Laura. Looking forward to Showing you the world, you and your listeners, and very happy that we're working together. Thank you so much for your trust and support. Likewise. Thank you. You're listening to The Way Home with Laura Smith. Once again, here's Laura. Well, this is Liver Cancer Awareness Month, the month of October, which I did not know, but um, we're going to hear all about. Dr. Nadine Abijadeh is here. She is Chief of Interventional Radiology and Director of Clinical Research at the University of California, Irvine. Doctor, thank you so much for joining us. There are so many things that are represented in the month of October, but that was one I did not know about. Tell us um, what that means to be a you know, liver cancer aware and what people can do to uh, find out about screenings and, and the rest of it. Yes, definitely. So um, liver cancer is actually increasing um, in incidence, me- meaning more and more people are getting it. Uh, and it's one of the cancers that's kind of, um, well, its mortality is also increasing, although um, there's more and more options that are really great for it. And part of it is because it's not caught early. Uh, and so uh, people with risk factors should really get screening. And people with known risk factors, studies have shown that only 25% get the screenings that's recommended. Actually, I see. Okay. So um, what would be some of the reasons or factors in, in someone having liver cancer? Um, so historically, and what's really well known is, of course, drinking a lot of alcohol, hepatitis. But uh, more recently, we've learned that diabetes, obesity, metabolic syndrome uh, can cause something called fatty liver, which can itself cause liver cancer or can evolve into something called cirrhosis, which causes liver cancer as well. I see. So is it fair to say that it's mostly a lifestyle disease or are some people also predisposed to it through genetics or what something from their family? Uh, Both. So (laughs) no, and that's some of it is a lifestyle, but some of it is again genetics uh, related to um, diabetes, metabolic syndrome, et cetera. That are, um, as you know, some of it is uh, predisposed genetically. 
Okay. So now, would how would somebody get screened for this? Is it something common that you would be able to just ask your, your regular physician for, or is it something a little more in depth? So it's one blood test that can be added to like your annual blood test and an ultrasound. So it's pretty, getting screened for it is pretty um, easy. Okay. Very good. Now, what treatments should someone discover that they do have liver disease or liver cancer, I should say, what kind of treatments are available and what is the, you know, the prognosis? Do people tend to be able to live uh, with it or um, if as long as it's treated or is it highly lethal? So if not treated, it is highly lethal, but if treated, you can. Um, it depends on when it was caught and that's why the earlier you catch it, the better. If it's caught actually really early, there are curative options uh, like surgery, ablation. If it's more in the intermediate stage, there are very good options. Some of the stuff that I do in interventional radiology with small proce- with procedures using very small needles or small catheters, which are fancy words for plastic tubes, to go in and deliver medications locally or treatments locally. And then in more advanced disease, Avastin and Tracentric are the standard of care. Uh, and they're uh, based on immunotherapy and targeted therapy. So it's not like, you know, the chemotherapy with the, it's not, nice. it's immunotherapy. So it works on strengthening your immune system and they have very good results. I see. And and what are the uh, the chances of reversal? Let's say someone discovers they have it. They, you know, decide to bite the bullet and, you know, clean up their drinking or, you know, if indeed it was caused by that. Is Is that something that can reverse itself in any way? Uh, on its own, no. Um, but if, you know, with treatments, if it's caught early again, you can, um, be cure, you can have curative options from the HCC. You'll still need to be followed. And, um, there is a risk that, um, because the underlying cirrhosis, you always have to be followed. Uh, but, you know, you can have a lengthy life even after being treated. Okay. Is it important? Would you say it's important for every person in the world to get screened for it or just people who kind of run high risk because of these various things we've discussed? I think it's the the high risk uh, population that should. The, the, the problem is that studies have shown even the high risk population, only 25 percent get the screenings they need. Mm. So it's really that's why they've made it uh, Liver Cancer Awareness Month, because they really want to get the word out or I can understand um, so that people who are at high risk uh, really do something about it. A lot of people just don't want to know the, you know, the answer. So they tend to shy away from it. But it's important to do no matter what, because like you said, they could catch it early and there could be some curative factors. Uh, Doctor, thank you so much for being with us today. We appreciate that. And thank you for being on the way home. Thank you. You're listening to The Way Home with Laura Smith. Once again, here's Laura. Well, I didn't know this, but we're going to learn all about it. Uh, I have to admit, don't know much about cholesterol at all. But what I really didn't understand or know is that it can create a a heart episode, either a, a heart attack or stroke. And so I think it's really important that we get some education on this with Dr. Eduardo Sanchez. He's the chief medical officer for prevention for the American Heart Association. Thanks so much for joining us, doctor. Pleased to be with you. Let's talk cholesterol. (laughs) Yes, let's do. Um, Can you please explain for those of us who really, I mean, a lot of us say we had our cholesterol checked and whatever, but what is it actually? What is cholesterol? So 
the simplest way to describe it, cholesterol is a substance that circulates in our bloodstream. It's a natural substance. But when it is too high, it can lead to the um, buildup of cholesterol plaque, cholesterol um, stuff um, that, as it builds, can reduce the flow of blood to parts of the body. The ones that really matter a lot are your heart and your brain, um, and can sometimes lead to complete blockage of arteries to the heart or arteries to the brain and lead to heart attacks or stroke. That's the bad news. The good news is that cholesterol can be checked. LDL cholesterol levels can be determined. LDL is the bad cholesterol because it causes bad stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And there are medications and other uh, things that people can do to lower their LDL. And so what's the important message is all adults should have their LDL cholesterol checked and then have the conversation with their doctor. And I keep talking about conversation with doctor because depending on um, many factors, your age, um, your, your sex, um, any other diseases you might have, um, that would determine how much LDL lowering needs to happen. And for folks who've had heart attack or stroke, a lot of LDL lowering has to happen. Now, now let me be clear that um, healthy eating and physical activity can and should be part of um, that, that what do you do next? But medication in most cases is going to be um, an important part of that um, set of next steps. Medications will lower LDL cholesterol much faster than eating healthier or being physically active um, and will lower that risk of a heart attack or stroke um, much quicker than um, the other. And still, if you did that, there um, that is eat healthy and be physically active, you still may need to be on um, medication. So on an ongoing basis, once one gets started with um, a treatment regimen, there will be um, periodic checks of LDL cholesterol to make sure that it's as low as it should be to be um, at a low enough level to prevent heart attack or stroke. And the doctors, that would be um, the ones, you know, f- finding out the results or getting giving the tests. Or is that just your regular physician or would you have to particularly pick a cardio a cardiologist for to get this understanding is it something that's sort of typical in every checkup or is it something uh, specialized that you have to uh, pursue so primary care providers and i'm using that word on purpose because that includes physicians that might be family physicians internists might even include OB/GYNs, but could also include in some places nurse practitioners physician assistants all of those can be involved in the review of and the determination of next steps to lower LDL cholesterol. And does that mean there's not a place for cardiologists? There's always a place for cardiologists, depending on what else might be going on with an individual. I see. So the American Heart Association is really encouraging people to just make sure that this is part of their uh, regular uh, checkups um, and to to always ask about it and make sure. Is there any website that anyone can go to for more information on LDL and and bad cholesterol? 
Well, funny you should ask. Yes, <laughs> there is a website, okay. heart.org slash LDL will take you to the lower your LDL cholesterol now part of our website, sponsored by Amgen, presented by the American Heart Association with a lot more information. Again, lower LDL equals a lower likelihood of heart attack and stroke, particularly in persons who've already had a heart attack or a stroke. Great to know, Doctor. Dr. Eduardo Sanchez, uh, the Chief Medical Officer for Prevention for the American Heart Association. Thank you for the wonderful information today. Very grateful to you. Thanks for joining The Way Home. You're listening to The Way Home. We'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to The Way Home with Laura Smith. Here's Laura. Well, there's always good news to look forward to at the end of every show of The Way Home. And uh, not that there wasn't good news in other parts of the show. There certainly were. But these are particular stories that our dear friend Jim Cleefield, also known as Jimmy Dean, goes out and finds. And oftentimes uh, you will hear other uh, media people saying some of the same stories. But I think Jimmy is usually the first one on those stories, and he gets the best ones. So, Jim, what do you have for us today? Well, our first story is going to come out of Spokane, Washington, and this is the story of a 16-year-old boy who goes by the name of Gabe, and he's not just any boy. He's a very special boy, and I'll tell you why. First of all, he loves to ride his bike. He's also on the autism spectrum, by the way. But here's where the story happens. The bike that he loved to ride on, I mean, he found peace and serenity. This is more than a mode of transportation for him. Sadly, it had been been stolen recently, and that was a very sad moment for him and his family. And weeks later, they tried to, for a big search. They searched all over Spokane, all over the neighborhood. Sadly, that bike, nowhere to be found. But that's not where the story ends. No, there's a beautiful act of kindness where the community really rallied around together. As a matter of fact, a Cherry Hill BMX and two-wheeler dealer, I guess that's the name of a store, banded together and decided to do something special, a, a kind of a random act of kindness, because somehow they got word of his plight, that they ordered a brand new bike similar to the one that he had with all the features, the one that he loved so much. And most recently, they delivered it to the front door of his home. And he had this big, big smile on his face. His mother, Brenda, was telling a local broadcast outlet, this bike really means so much to him. This is not just something that helps him to get from point A to point B, because he also admitted to her her son, Gabe, said that the one time I was on my bike, that was the only time my brain was quiet. And she said that really hit her heart. Now, that's how much that bike meant to him. Well, these two got together and they got him this brand new bike. And the president of Cherry Hill BMX, Eric Edison, he basically said, uh, you know, to see a kid smile like this, to get off their screens and on the bike, I mean, that's something you just can't ever, it can never be taken away. It can't be taken for granted. And they said to see a smile on that kiddo's face, that's it. That's all we needed, right? And I'm happy to say they deliver the bike. Uh, he's happy. And just this wonderful act of, act of kindness. And Brenda said she's just grateful to everybody because that bike really means so much to the kid. And by the way, safe travels there, right? Safe travels. Absolutely. I, You know, I think, um, you know, we were so fortunate to grow up in a time where there weren't screens. Yes, there was TV. But our parents were very judicious about how many hours or minutes you could watch of TV. And it usually was after homework was done, after dinner. And and it was it was, you know, limited in that sense. But what we got 
instead of the screens was bike riding, playing outside, whether it was kick the can or hide and go seek or, you know, hopscotch, whatever. I mean, I'm really dating myself here. But I mean, I think that if you have kids that still like to get out there and ride their bikes uh, for good old fashioned fun, I think that's so good for them Mm -hmm. and good for good for our, our world. Yes, actually. and, and so. now that you mention it, because speaking of the world, I mean, because it is peace and serenity for him, because especially for a kid on the autism spectrum, and this is very understandable, LJ, the fact that this helps him get away from all the overwhelming situations in our world that's out there. It gives him that peace and serenity and quiet to get away from all that. That's, that's very understandable. So that's all the more reason why he wanted and needed that bike. Absolutely, for sure. It's good for, for everybody, I think, um, and brings peace to, and joy to people. What else do you have there? I know you have another one in your pocket. Oh, I certainly do. In fact, uh, this is about an Amazon driver. Uh, You may have even had this story uh, not too far from you in Chicagoland, as a matter of fact. Elijah Bryant, he's the Amazon driver. He was making his rounds. uh, When he went to a house, he was uh, making his delivery, and he did something a little random act of kindness for uh, a boy by the name of Eric Breyer. Uh, I think he was a teen. And uh, he noticed that he had trouble uh, with his tie. He was getting ready to go to his homecoming dance. And somehow all of this went viral, by the way. Just a simple act of kindness. He said, you know, because I I remember back in the days when I was young, I had to learn to tie a tie. That is not an easy thing to do for any kid because you figure you do a Windsor, you go left and right. took me years to figure how to do that. Well, anyway, the reason Elijah was able to help him because he said he got that know-how from some churchgoers and he was able to pass all of that knowledge and wisdom down to his own sons. So what he did is he got off the truck and he was able to help him fix the tie and he said, the reason I want to do it is I want to really make him look good, he told his father, uh, Eric, and uh, who was just really grateful for all this because being he's going to the homecoming dance, I mean, he wants to class it up. He wants to class up the wardrobe, make him look good. And just that simple act. And he said, you know, I just I really appreciate doing this. And his father said, thank you. And so because every morning, you know, I wake up and I, I just pray to God, you know, just let's do some kindness out there. And that's something we should do every morning, just really the joy of helping others, spreading kindness around the world. And that's exactly what they did in this small little act. And it is. And it, it's so interesting how something it seems like it's small, but it's not. It's very big. Those are the moments that you don't forget for for the rest of your life, because when someone does something purely out of their heart, you know, for good, it it changes everything. And I just love that. Absolutely beautiful. Well, that's all we have time for today. Thank you, Jim. Thank you. Thank you, Bob. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. And thank you to Colette as well. We're so grateful for all of our guests today. Have a wonderful week, everybody. Lots of love. Stay peaceful and kind. And you'll get it back in spades. See you next time. I'm Laura Smith.